So Brother Jason just read in that second reading, <clears throat> our Lord talking about the commandments. And yes, it is very true that we want to see the New Testament as one of love. You know, too many people maybe view the Old Testament as prohibition and the New Testament of love, and they keep this demarcation between them. I think the issue, though, that we have, especially amongst our politicians today, is I think there's a chronic ill, and I don't bring this up often. We try to focus mainly on what our Lord has given us an encouragement, and rightfully so. But it comes a time every once in a while where the priest must continue to give the truth, even though it may not be well received. And I think the world is not receiving right now the message our Lord gives us in the commandments. You know, most people believe that all good people go to heaven when they die. You know, I'm a good person. I'm good to those who I like. <laughs> you know, so I think this is common. Um, the world today says, don't be Hitler and you'll be saved. But that's, is this true? I guess the question would be, is this true? A lot of people believe it. Well, unfortunately, not according to the Bible or even St. Faustina. St. Faustina in her diary talks about she saw two roads and one road was filled with these pleasures and people joyfully singing and dancing, almost oblivious. And then at the end of the road, they fell off a cliff into de their demise. And then she saw this other road that was rocky and thorny and people were getting knocked down and they were struggling and carrying weight and loads. And yet at the end of their path, the end of their road was this glorious garden, this beautiful, majestic place called paradise. Now, the scriptures also confirm this. The road to life is narrow and few follow it, but the road to demise is wide and many are on it. So this is why we have to look, what does the Bible teach? All right. The Bible says there are five things we need to do to be saved. Five. And they're really not that hard. Maybe the last one, but the others are, what are those five? What are the five things the Bible tells us we need to do to be saved? The first is repent. Just tell our Lord, I'm sorry. Look, we've all got a past. What is that phrase? Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. We all have mistakes. We've all done it. The key is, are we going to remain in it? Or are we going to strive to get out of it? So that's really confession. Just repent. The second is we must be, and the gospel tells us, repent uh, for those who do not repent and, and, you know, um, and believe can't enter the kingdom of God. We must repent. Second is baptize. The Bible tells us unless we are born of water and the spirit, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. We need baptism. Third is the Eucharist. It says in John 6 that unless we eat his body and drink his blood, we have no life in us. And that leads us to eternal life. These first three are the sacraments. Baptism, confession, and the Eucharist. We're three out of the five already there. And as Catholics, you've been given that super abundant grace. It's beautiful. But then we have to go into the next one, faith. Now, what is faith? Now, is it faith alone? No. Romans 3.28, 
most non-Catholics say it says, you are saved by faith alone and not by works. No, that's not what it says. Martin Luther added the word alone. The true scriptures say you are saved by faith and not by works of the law. We believe that as Catholics, but we need works of love. And what is faith? Father Seraphim used to say all the time, a living faith is trust. So we really have to have trust or faith that's put to life. A living faith is trust. So we're almost there. Those aren't that hard. Most of us have been to confession and repented. Most of us have been baptized. Most of us receive Holy Communion and most of us have some living faith. Now the next one, the last one, do the will of God. Now we're getting a little harder. Father, if I only knew what the will of God was, I would do it. I hear that a lot. Do you wanna know what the will of God is? He gave it to us in the commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. This is the two great commandments. We do this, we do the will of God. None of these in the Bible say, hey, just be a good person and you will be saved. That's probably the bedrock of those five things. You really, you know, if you're a, if, if you're a person bent on doing evil, you're probably not going to do those five things. But the Bible tells us those are the five. It doesn't say just be a good person only. We have to realize that. So heaven is not a prize for those who are just good. Heaven is a place for disciples, active disciples. We are created good, all of us. We're ontologically good, but we got broken. And so without God, we are misery. Read the diary of St. Faustina. She says, without God's grace, I'm misery. That's okay. We all are. But with God's grace, we're transformed. That's what makes our faith different than non-Catholics. They believe that, that we're a snow-covered dunghill, that we're still dung, and God's grace just covers us like snow. We Catholics believe God's grace actually transforms us. We're no longer dung. We've become now adopted children of God, sharing in the divine life of the Trinity. It's beautiful. All right, now, on our own, we are not good, so we need grace. The good news is we're not left on our own. There is positive here. Father, don't focus on the negative. No, this is the positive. The good news is we're not left on our own. We have the sacraments. We have the sacraments, but we need to cooperate. We are saved by grace. I did a video a few months ago and I said that we need good works, works of love. And a lot of non-Catholics wrote me, Father, it's only grace. We're wrong if we take either of those two alone. If we say we are saved only by grace, it doesn't matter if we don't cooperate with that grace, we're not gonna be saved. And if we say we're only saved by our good works, then we're forgetting about God's grace. It doesn't depend on us. We need both. You want to be saved? You got to have God's grace. His grace comes to us through the sacraments, but we also have to cooperate with that grace. It's a beautiful gift. Now, this is what is powerful. You know, we are saved, but we cooperate that. It's kind of like the groom. You hear me talk a lot about who's the groom, Jesus, who's the bride, the church, right? We are. Now, the groom wants you to come to the wedding. You are all invited. I'm invited, you're invited, we're all invited. But if you don't go, 
The wedding goes on without you. And we don't want that. That's what our mission is here at the Marian Fathers, is to get you and your loved ones, all our Marian helpers, the whole world to heaven. This is our goal. And so sometimes we have to give you the truth, even though some don't like it. It's hard. It's not easy. Those who don't know Christ, yes, it's true. They can still be saved if it's invincible ignorance, like a pygmy in the rainforest. It, it's not his fault that he hasn't been exposed to Jesus and the Gospels. And I'll talk about that actually next Saturday. But anyway, as Brother Jason read, the commandments are a key. Now, the Ten Commandments are a moral foundation, not just for Christianity, but Judaism and even Islam for everyone. They are not just a part of Scripture. They are a base, but not only. They are also a part of the natural law put on every human heart. Every human heart knows that lying, stealing, cheating is wrong. No matter what culture they're in and no matter what faith they grew up in. That's part of the moral law. You know, many non-Catholics claim that the Ten Commandments no longer apply because Christ fulfilled the law. Again, I did something, a talk a while ago on the commandments, and I got a lot of emails saying, Father, Christ fulfilled the law. It's not about that. Yes, but he left us two great commandments. Love God and love our neighbor. Now, remember, he did fulfill the law. You know, we don't have to worry about not eating shellfish or not cutting our hair. The dietary and ritual laws have been fulfilled. But Jesus did not abolish the moral law. In fact, he made it stronger. Remember, he said, I told you, those who commit adultery, um, I tell you, I, I, even you even think about it now, you've maybe committed it. That's a hard lesson. It shows that he strengthened the moral law. Now, the essence of love of God and love of neighbor summarize all of morality. Love of God and love of neighbor. If you want to roll those two great commandments into one, you actually could. I forget which saint I was reading that said this. He said, actually, those two great commandments can be rolled into one. Do the will of God. That's beautiful. And it really is because the first three commandments are loving God and the next seven are loving our neighbor, right? This is God's will. All right, so here's where I want to finish. Religion to Jesus was loving God and loving your neighbor, not just loving other people and being a good person. It has to start with loving God. If you only do one or the other, you're lacking. We all are. So, the only way in which a man can prove, for instance, that he loves God is by showing that he loves his neighbor. This is mercy. Remember the definition of mercy. What is mercy? A particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering in his neighbor, it takes action to do something about it. This is powerful. Father Seraphim's definition Loving the unlovable and forgiving the unforgivable. Well, we're not talking about God there. We're talking about our neighbor because God isn't unforgivable and he's not unlovable. So we need to love the unlovable and forgive the unforgivable. This is loving our neighbor. Mercy is what you get when you put these two commandments together because the only way you can love the unlovable and forgive the unforgivable is the grace of God. Without the grace of God, there's no way we can do that. 
So this is the message. St. Paul says, he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. That's what we mean by saying it's not works of the law. We love. It's works of love that we have to have. You know, Aquinas says that when man is loved, God is loved because man is in the image of God. So when we love our neighbor, we're loving God because our neighbor's in the image of God. I think that's a very powerful deterrent for doing something against our neighbor that is hurtful or evil. Just think of them as God in the image of God. And I think that's a good deterrent. So our love of neighbor for God's sake is clear proof that we love God. You know, it's funny because, um, well, actually, there's one more scripture I think that's applicable here, and you all know this one. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. And so this is where we have to do good works of love. Now, what I just said, somebody could argue and say, well, Father, isn't that what being a good person is all about? You just said everything you just described, loving our neighbor, is being a good person. Isn't that enough? Well, actually, no. <laughs> if we love man only for man's sake, without reference to God, like the hippies, for instance, back in the day, they want, some of them did, that's beautiful, but others were atheists, wanted nothing to do with God. It was all about the environment. It was all about love of their brothers. Well, the interesting thing is, this love will become an obstacle in keeping the first commandment, which is to love God. And then it's no longer genuine love. This is something we have to be aware of. To love on the natural level without God, meaning just the environment or just our neighbor only, is incomplete. We must love on the supernatural level. And that starts with love of God. So we need both. It is not enough just to be a good person. As Mitch Paquist says, if you're only comparing yourself to Hitler, that doesn't make you ready for heaven. To be just a good person is only part of the equation. And in fact, it's not what the Bible says in the sense of those five things we need for salvation. Now, I think it is a root. You have to have it. If I'm not a good person and I'm not loving my neighbor, those other things aren't going to happen because I'm not going to be truly repentant in the confessional. You know, I, I'm not going to do those other things. So I think this is the key. So what do you do? Remember mercy. Mercy says it all. What is mercy? We just said it. Is when your love of God is put into action by loving your neighbor. Now you've done it all. Mercy bring these two things together. The two greatest commandments, love God and love your neighbor, are brought together by mercy. Even if you dislike a person, do something for the love of God out of it. You might be able to say, well, gee, I can't even be in the same room with this person. Well, Jesus says, I give you three ways of mercy, word, deed, and prayer. You can certainly pray for them. You can certainly say something nice. So out of love of God, even if we are struggling with a person, out of love of God, we can still be merciful. You know, it was funny because um, you see people who are maybe in second relationships after the death of a spouse and 
I was counseling one guy and he was telling me about the family of the, of the woman that he met. She was a widow. Her husband was tragically killed in a car wreck years earlier. And she had some children that were junior high age, I think. And he said that she couldn't believe that he loved them so much. You know, because in the animal kingdom, what does a lion do? He kills the cubs of the other lion, right? And this woman said, I can't believe you love my children. Is, do you, are you have an angle? Do you have a, is there some kind of a, a motivating factor behind this that I don't see? I don't get it. They're not your children. And he said, because I love you, I love your children. They're part of you. Because I love you, I love who you love. Because I love you, I love your children. They're part of you and you love them. It's the same with God. If you love God, you can love those who he loves. They are his children too. All right. So finally, isn't that being, and, and this is, I think, what the natural law is all about. The law doesn't change. This natural law does not go away no matter what our politicians want to do. Right? What human societies might do to ignore the natural law is not going to work. All right. In fact, in our own nation, the Declaration of Independence opens by what? How does it open? By appealing to the laws of nature and the laws of God. This is why there's an image of Moses. I hope it's still there. Oh, my goodness. Brother Jason's going down to Washington, D.C. I think we'll have to have him take a look to see if it's still there. But there was an image of Moses as the lawgiver in the U.S. Capitol building. Praise God, I hope it's still there. He gave the Ten Commandments, and those principles undergirded the laws of our country, the laws of the United States. For instance, the right to life. That's not just a Christian Catholic principle. It's the natural law. It's binding on all of us. So take the natural law, this is love of men, to the supernatural level, which is the love of God, and you will be saved. It's not just one, it's both. That is why we need both. Being a good person is the first step. We need, though, to put that into action. And when we do, and we do it out of love of God, we have completed that fifth and most difficult requirement to salvation. Do the will of God. So you want to get to heaven? Repent. Go to confession. Have been baptized. So of water and spirit, you can enter the kingdom of God. For he who is not born of water and the spirit cannot enter the kingdom of God. Receive holy communion. Jesus says, as I said in John 6, he who eats his body and drinks his blood has life eternal. This is very, very important. Fourth, have a living faith. That faith put alive, made alive, is trust. And Jesus said, trust is the vessel by which all grace is received. We don't get to heaven without grace. When we receive it in trust, we now have a living faith. And finally, do the will of God, which we just described. Again, yeah, being a good person, I think, underlies all of that. But we need to take it 
to a supernatural level. Not just the natural level, but the heavenly level. And so let us remember, our world today has abandoned this idea. Our world today has completely forgone this understanding. Let us be those beacons of light. Let us know that mercy pulls those two great commandments together into one. Love of God, love of neighbor. We do that, we do the will of God. And what is the will of God? That we be merciful. You see, this Catholic faith fits together like a jigsaw puzzle. You can't do better than this gift that God has given us in our Catholic faith. And he gives it to us through these scriptures and through the sacrifice of the mass. Praise be to God and may his mercy endure forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.